Easy Vibes with Gabon Swing Part 1. Also, getting paid from such a young age, that money helped in the household. You know what I mean? And I don't even look back now and feel like, oh my goodness, you should have saved all that money for me or anything like that. It was great being able to now have two salaries in the house. You know what I'm saying? And I got my allowance just like my other siblings. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. <laughs> My name is DJ At Large. Thank you so much for lending us your ears on the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing. So we've hosted various experts on the show. We've had captains of industry, financial experts, even a wealth psychologist. But today, we're switching things up. We're hanging out with a massive media personality, an absolute queen. When she's not doing a radio show on 5FM, she's finding cool ways to tell stories for brands using digital content. Some days, she's even in school. But today, she's hanging out with us. So it's uh, Easy Vibes with Karabo Nchweng. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. You good? You good? I'm good. I can talk about money anytime, any day. I mean, yeah. Uh, you can we always, all need it. <laughs> you, 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 you look like you've got money. Ah, I wish. <laughs> hey, you, you don't have money. No. <laughs> Ma, I can, you know how we raised, right? You can't look like your problems. Mm, I hear you. I hear you. You can't look like your problems. You can't look like your problems. You absolutely can't. You kind of have to be very well put together all the time. So when somebody sees you, they can think you're a billionaire and the (laughs) next. I hear you. I hear you. I've actually got a random uh, money question for you, right? Uh If your money could speak, what would it say about you? Girl, are you sure? Are you sure? Is this when you're making a a, a (laughs) purchase? Are you sure? Definitely when I'm making a purchase or when I'm being too kind. It's actually something I've been working on in the last year, year and a half. Because, you know, during the pandemic, all of us have had to really sit down with ourselves and look at our lives from different perspectives. So from money to our friendships, to relationships, to family, to careers. And definitely a thing that I've been thinking about a lot and working on in the last year, year and a half or so is my boundaries with Mm. money and creating healthy boundaries. I'm a giver. I'm giving. So I'm not... If I have extra cash right now at large, ne? Mm-hmm. I probably won't go out and buy a pair of shoes. But if I if I ask to borrow, you'll give me. Is that what you... Is that, is that the kind of person... But if at large is like, yo, gang, I'm... Ish, I need 500 bucks no, to my friend. I'm problems. just like, oh my God, here we go. Oh, it's like, oh my goodness, let me spoil you. So, yeah. Okay, um, okay. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with giving. It's a beautiful... But there has to be boundaries of, obviously. But you have to have healthy boundaries. So I had to really sit down with myself and I realized that I I definitely do struggle with that. And that's something I've been working on, creating healthy boundaries with my money. That showing love and care doesn't necessarily mean spending hefty amounts of money on people or getting into debt, for example, for somebody else. But I mean, I'm probably the kind of person to take out a loan for you. (laughs) If you ask me very nicely. But so many of us end up in those situations. And I think... and Women specifically as well, right? Mm, paying your own labor. <laughs> oh, I, I think women too, and, and women, you know, in various ages. I mean, women are, are givers, we nurturers, we care, we want to make sure everybody is fine.
laying before us. We sacrifice so much. You know, you give the last of your money to your kids or to your family. And then we struggle to create those healthy boundaries. So personally, that's what I've been working on. When it comes to my relationship with money, it's it's healthy boundaries. Because if you are not helping yourself, how are you going to help the next person? That's true. It's very important for me to have healthy boundaries, to be able to save properly, to be able to know when to say no, when to say yes, when something is way too much. So with that, I can help you better when you really do need help. Do you know what I mean? Because if I'm not creating healthy boundaries, there's going to be a serious emergency situation where the next person really does need help and then I'm unable to help you. You know what I mean? Then there's my emergency you. fund that I can dip into. It's dipping into a credit card. You know what I mean? I hear you. So I, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> that's I, I, been my last yeah. year with money and healthy mm. boundaries and and giving. It's great to give, but boundaries. So those that know Karabo, you need a loan. <laughs> You've heard. You've heard what's going on. No, go. you see, I've changed. It's too late, yeah. man. No, I mean, cry. And cry like, I used to be the kind of person who would struggle to ask for my money back after I've helped you out. Uh, Nitsi, here's a grant because you needed help. You know, you things are you, rough. You're you sort of scared to ask for your money back. And now I'm scared to ask for my money back. And I've had to train myself to, first of all, you know, be very careful also mm. about who I'm making those kind of deals to with. Deals with. Yeah. First of all, you know what I mean? Who I'm borrowing money to. I have to make peace sometimes that with certain cash it's i'm giving you do you know what i mean and it's gone yeah with some of it you are, you are not going to get it back but yes and and asking for my money back if i borrowed uh, your money or, or learning to say no really and we need to learn to say no i don't know have. i always find like it's, it's 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 so many women i speak to have a very similar issue of saying no of saying no i wonder or being too giving, sacrificing so much. No, um, you must be selfish with your money. We have to be selfish with our money. But you see, we struggle to be selfish in so many areas of our lives. And so then that filters through to how we handle our money too. But, but I, I, I I'm wonder on it. if your inability to be selfish with money has to do with the fact that you were a twin. The other day you Ooh. tweeted about how it's a fascinating experience yes having a twin a lot of people didn't even know like you tweeted and people like Nadi twin yeah like because yeah. we're expecting like a female version of you like yes. two of you guys some like how oh, we've never seen identical twin sister that i've been yeah. hiding so, yeah. so for those that don't even know that you have a twin yeah you actually make such a good point because when you are a twin you share everything yeah you're born together, literally. Yeah. You know the whole thing of, I was born alone, I'll die alone. No, that Mm-mm. is not my Me case. Too. I was definitely not born alone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you definitely share everything. My brother and I split everything. From when we were kids, we literally split everything. And then you have other siblings in the mix as well. You're taught to share. You're taught to give. So maybe you actually could be correct. That like, I am so used to sharing what I have that I just want to give. But, you know, something very interesting. I had a chat with my therapist. A couple of... You see a therapist? Yes. Hey, you give us all the juice today. You're like, but right, we didn't know this. How was I going to get through this pandemic without therapy? <laughs> no way. I'm telling you, lockdown started. I was like, that's it, getting a therapist. I need help. I'm not going to get okay, through. Okay. So you're having this this chat with your with your therapist? Yes, via Zoom. Um, because also, right, lockdown, and it's can't like, see. okay, now you can't go and see. It's like, how are you going to do this? And I was like to her, you know what? Let's do this via Zoom. We can chill and chat every single week. And let and everything out. I'm so grateful I decided to do that because mm. it's really helped me through this last year because it's been absolutely insane for all of us but this chat we were having i was telling her about how i was raised right i was raised by a grandmother who would call strangers to come in and eat do you know what i mean who would give her groceries away so it's something you grew up seeing and and and, yeah she was 
poor, relatively poor. You know what I mean? I don't come from a well-off family at all. And then I grow up with my mom, who's same thing, extremely giving, the most giving person that I know. <laughs> so that's definitely a trait I get from them, and that I am so grateful for. But I now, knowing a little bit better, have realized. Hold on. Boundaries, yes. balance, yes. you know, yes. and when you look at healthy boundaries, you can filter that through different areas in your life, friendships, relationships, in your career, at work, and then of course in your money. It's so crazy that like our character traits or or, or the way we behave in, in so many areas of our lives affects our money. Everything. It's like being scared to ask for a, a, an increase or yeah. being scared to negotiate. Everything you know what I mean? So if you're so not an assertive person or if you struggle with being assertive, how are you going to be assertive in the, in your meeting? with your boss when it's time for a race you're not going to be a set because you struggle with that in other areas that's so true really crazy how so many things that have got to do with our personality how we were brought up all affect our money. money and we only sit at a later stage and yes. that's the thing yeah. and i'm glad you you bring up family you bring up your upbringing and so forth obviously you became a star at a very young age yeah and people have asked you various things about it right what i want to know was <laughs> how were you handling your salary like what like the process of your your salary so you you work on tv mm-hmm. where does your salary go who manages your salary yeah and do you have that conversation with your mom yeah so i started working very very young what a lot of people don't know is that I didn't just start working on Yo TV at 11 years old. It actually mm. happened way before that. So by the time I was like two, three years old, I was doing TV ads. Wow. So that money, I don't know. <laughs> Mama. My mom was just Mama. trying to survive, y'all. She was like, Mama. you got a cute smile. We can make money out of you. <laughs> um, but then when I was 11, that's when I started working, working properly. And I was on Yo TV. So first of all, I had an agent. So thank goodness for that. Because then the agent was the one negotiating contracts and that okay. kind of stuff, which is awesome. Uh, so in terms of getting paid right I, I can assume then at that time you know sort it out I was getting paid yeah. okay and then in terms of handling the money there's no way I was going to handle a salary every single month as an 11 year old my mama definitely kept that card <laughs> I think I only started handling my own money when I was around 16 15 but she's still fairly young though. it's very young but she controlled that quite a lot and and you know what I think I'm a good kid in the sense that I've always understood my background I've always understood the fact that I have a single mom so me also getting paid from such a young age that money helped in the household you know what i mean and i don't even look back now and feel like oh my goodness you should have saved all that money for me or anything like that it was great being able to now have two salaries in the house you know what i'm saying and i got my allowance just like my other siblings Uh, and i think that was important for my mom as well to make sure that I'm not treated differently because I work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, and then I my brother it. was the same age. So if I was getting a cell phone, he was getting a cell phone too. If you have I'm, to find that balance of... of I have to of, find of, that of balance. Good. And if we're using my money to do it, cool. So she basically controlled my money for me until I was, you know, a teenager. And then she also saved it, make sure I've got savings, that kind of stuff. And then it helped out getting to varsity as well. I was able to, you know, help with my varsity fees. The only thing is, honestly, South African TV doesn't pay that well. So <laughs> maybe if I was in America and I had been a Disney star, I'd be sitting story. here still coining it. But yeah, we didn't really make a lot of money as much as like people assumed. But it definitely did make a massive difference to my childhood. I mean, what? I got paid for an extra mural activity. 
you know yeah. what I mean? And but, having fun. And having fun. Because other kids went and they played soccer or netball after school. I went on to TV and I got paid for it. So that's really cool. That's really, and really, the fact really that it also got to help my mom around the house and that kind of stuff, even more fantastic. And it helped me become independent from such a young age. You know what I mean? It helped me become independent, understanding money, making mistakes with money a lot Ooh, earlier. We won't talk about that. We won't talk about yeah. that too. I'm glad you bring up jobs and working. Since I've met you, I don't think you've ever done one job at one time. Yeah. And my assumption even now is, yes, you've got your show on 5FM, but for those who don't know, what else do you do outside of, of that? So remember when I said earlier, when we were chatting and I'm like, this last year has made me reflect so much. Mm. I made a decision around June, May last year, just before I started at 5 mm-hmm. I was moving stations. I went on to 5 FM, so that was awesome. It was my first weekday show. But prior to that, I had a 9 to 5 that I was working in radio as a digital uh, producer. You were on the grind like us. Yes. I had a full on. I've had a 9 to 5 for like seven years since Varsity. Jeez. Yeah. Because the assumption for us is, you know, we're on the other side. Yeah. So we just see you tweeting. We see pictures of you on radio or at yeah. events. We don't think that I, you I'm also working a nine to five. Being a, I, a I, since graduation, I have worked a nine to five. Let's be sure. This, this is by choice. It's not slavery. It was this absolutely by choice. by choice. I wanted to work a nine to five. You and know. What was the reason? What was the the reason? reason was I wanted to experience that. I think for me, I think when you're young and you're 18, 19 and you have to make a decision about your career, I think you're very young to make such a big decision about your career. Mm. I wanted to give myself the chance to explore. Other things. Yes, I grew up in media and in front of and being talent, right? Mm. But I wanted to experience being behind the scenes. That's always been very important okay. for me in my career. So yeah, my nine to five wasn't exactly at a bank. It was at a at a media house. And then I worked at agency for some point as well. So it, it's in the industry, it's in media, it's in communications. But it was very important for me to understand how the business of media works. And I liked it. I liked being able to do that. I liked not having my eggs in one basket. I could lose my voice tomorrow. I could, or I could wake up one day and, and, and I don't want to be talent anymore. And I want to be able to have other skills. So last year I had been doing my nine to five. I was doing my honors at the same time. Obviously hustling here and there, extra gigs, voiceovers, uh, you know, influencer gigs here and there when those come up to create content. Because I am a digital specialist as well, which a lot of people don't know. You heard that title. That's my job. Yo, heard that <laughs> that's title. That's my job, yeah. job. Yeah. When I got the 5 FM gig, I quit everything. I was Jeez. just wrapping up my honors. Okay. I was writing my research paper one of the toughest things I've ever had to do <laughs> I don't know why people who like did their honors didn't explain to me that it, it's actually Yeshuba. yeah Yeshuba. everybody made it seem so easy <laughs> so I was wrapping up my honors I got this amazing opportunity from 5FM which I'm still enjoying so much and I wanted to completely focus on that okay we're going through a pandemic and I thought to myself this is hectic I have spent the last 17 years of my life working studying multiple jobs at the same time extramural activities I was burnt out and I was tired and all I wanted to do was focus on my radio and focus on being brilliant at that and focus as well on other areas of my life because I also had felt that like I'd spent so many years working so hard that it was almost like running away from myself I wanted to come home to myself and the last year help me with that so i get to now pick and choose the jobs that i want what you want i've got my radio job which is very intensive as well yeah it's two hours of radio and i'm done at six o'clock but you're not really done at six o'clock in the morning (laughs) you are prepping for the next day it's also i mean 
I get you. you I you've get worked you. In, in, in radio yeah. and podcasts and that kind of stuff as well. You know how much work it takes, uh, how emotionally draining, draining it, it, is, it is as well. Very emotional. So I, yeah. So now I've picked up hobbies and started running. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I run and I've got time to actually hook up with friends on weekends because I was working at nine to five doing radio on weekends and studying and, and, and. It was too much. It was, it was too way much. too much. So now I'm kind of just relaxed. I do my radio show. Uh, now that and you're I picking up it. these hobbies, yes. uh, you you almost like taking me on a journey. Now that you bring up these hobbies, I heard that you hate to cook. Yo, so much. <laughs> uh, I don't know is, what's is gonna cooking happen. something you you're gonna be doing during this free time that you have. I've tried. You see, that's the thing. I've what's your go-to meal? What's your go-to meal? Yo. Like, oh. okay, I'm coming <laughs> over. <laughs> I'm I'm coming over to visit. What are you making for me? My boyfriend will cook. How you nothing? No, I, I I get really afraid to cook for guests. So I'll cook when it's just me and him at home. Because <laughs> you know when guests are coming over, woolies. All right, so now now guests. No, but I can know. make simple things. I can make like a mince. I can make a, a nice chicken, okay. roasted chicken and veggies. And also because of my health journey at the moment, now what I've done with my on. learning of cooking is now I'm like you know what I'm not gonna force myself to learn all these meals that I probably should have learned a whole long time ago. When I was still living in my mother's house, so I am making like really lovely, healthy, simple okay. meals. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I heard about yeah. the cooking. That's no, and and as I'm not even shy about it, but at some point I need to sort that out. <laughs> also, there is a plan. No, there definitely somewhere. has to be. I can't keep feeding my guests woolies and making my boyfriend cook for them, <laughs> and he's he enjoys it, which is great. So always nice to be with somebody who compliments you in the sense that like I don't like cooking, he enjoys to do it. You know, there's certain things in the house he doesn't yeah, like to do that. I'll yeah. do I have my other ways of making the household run okay <laughs> we're not judging you we're yeah. not judging you, um, you know, and I, I need Tsunami I'm bringing the bacon so I'm not going to stand by that stove and cook so, every day so it's a win-win <laughs> yes. it's a win-win and I guess we, we're in that time absolutely where women need to decide what it is that they want to do yeah and it doesn't mean cooking and cleaning and ironing no there's so much more that women can do that they want to do that they should be doing anyway absolutely and it's a life skill right and that's what I'm saying I do mm-hmm. obviously need to you know, get my oh. cooking situation sorted because it's a basic life skill <laughs> and, and i guess also where did you you wouldn't have found time to actually learn to actually do the cooking because you've been so busy that's what my mom used to say like that's what my mom says now she's just like well my girl you were busy working and making money because i always so i'm like why didn't you force me to learn how to cook it's just like I, <laughs> you were busy babes and you know how i i was very I was quite a rebel when I was younger in the sense that I didn't want to be forced to do things because I'm a girl and I must learn to do it. Mm, okay, okay. You know what I mean? And especially, for example, having a twin brother. So I always used to say we need to split the chores properly. So sometimes he polishes the school shoes. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes he washes the dishes. Sometimes I do it. That was very important that we're treated equally. And none of this, you need to cook because you're the girl. So I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was just rebelling as well. And mm. yeah, the and feminist in me <laughs> comes from <laughs> way back. <laughs> it Easy does it. That's how we do. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.